Dear Sylvia, it is December 23rd, 2020. It's still 2020. Uh, <laughs> I think we'll all be happy when this year is over. Um, anyways, um, so it, t- it took me a while to respond to your last letter because I was so upset that you, you don't think Disobedience is a perfect film. Uh, <laughs> of course, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I've taken my notes and I've prepared my rebuttal and, uh, I'll get into that. But first I did, I, I did want to, uh, say that, uh, I'm happy. Of course I remember, uh, sending you a strange woman and, um, I'm, I'm glad that, that, that is, has stayed with you. Um, it's been on my mind a lot recently, not just because of the work I've done on it, but, uh, because we've had kind of a, uh, a Me Too moment here in publishing recently, and so uh, some people have really revisited, especially that the first part of the book, which you refer to in your letter, which is quite autobiographical and features this young woman, an aspiring poet writer who's trying to kind of make her way in the in the literary scene in Istanbul and finds it to be extremely male and... Uh, yeah, and very objectifying of women. And so there's been some, you know, talk of how little things have changed since this book was published in 1971. Um, and, and it was set, you know, in the, in the, in the, you know, in the, I guess, late 50s, early 60s. So, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> so it's been actually a, you know, a few harrowing weeks, but also very exciting seeing people talking more about you know, sexual harassment and um, sexual violence in general and how how this works in 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 the arts and, and literature and, and how people use these forms of violence really to dominate others and predominantly men dominating women uh, but yeah, so <laughs> I'm 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 I've calmed down a bit and uh over the past few days and I think the the worst is is behind us and it's it's actually yeah it's very inspiring at the moment so we'll see what what happens after this. And with that I'll just dive right into the lesbian drama. <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm so glad you watched Disobedience. As you know, it's 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 a film that's quite near and dear to my heart. I've seen it several times. I'm not sure how many times actually, but at least three or four. And uh I mean I'll admit that kind of I'm I'm so taken by Rachel Weiss in general, but also in this film that it may cloud my object objectivity. Sorry, you can hear Judy in the background. He's talking to somebody on the other side of the window. Anyways, so, yeah, I did want to say that uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly about the, the the appeal of the character of Dovit. And I also shared with you this fear that he would he would turn violent. That's always, it's kind of, and I think that's what, what is expected in this scenario. And I was so glad that, he did not 
um, and he 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 really does come to represent you know this grace and forgiveness as you said. Um, so yeah, I was I was totally yeah completely taken by his character, and and I think well it was I think it was brilliantly acted across the board, which was also one reason I just find the entire film mesmerizing, but. Um, yeah, I think it's very important not to overlook his role, and and I know it's it's, I mean it is this kind of love story, but it's a very atypical love story, and I think um, he's 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 one part of a of a triangle there that's very important. The I I read this review that you uh, referred to, which I hadn't read, um, by. Uh, Manola Dargis, and I totally get the point there about, you know, the film not really maybe giving, um, let's say, enough time and attention. It's not time and attention, really, but it seems kind of biased towards, you know, in favor of the secular world. I can see that reading of it, but I also wasn't completely put off by the orthodox world. I could completely see you know, these advantages of being part of such a community. And I think, you know, that's why it was so hard. Or, I mean, when we, like you say, we still don't know if Esty actually leaves the community or not. But I think the fervor with which she uh, claims the positive aspects of that community, despite the fact that, you know, it's really also because of that community that she's kind of buried this, this part of her uh, that that really is is foregrounded. So I don't know. I didn't. I I I didn't think it really short, shifted, the Orthodox community so much, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's and and I think for example, there's this scene also in the, the the review on the page, uh, where it is in the New York Times online. There's the director talking about this scene where the two, where Esty and, and Roni are walking together. And, you know, Esty asks Roni if she's happy. And Roni says, yes, I'm happy. <laughs> and I just think, who believes that? I don't know. I don't believe that Roni's happy either in the secular world. So um, I, I don't, I think, you know, neither of these characters are really happy where they are, but that's kind of the essence of, being alive, maybe right. There's all, there's all, all, all sorts of existential torment, no matter where you are. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you would agree with me on that, but uh, yeah, I think <laughs> your point about the pull-out bed I found <laughs> very amusing, uh, <laughs> and I honestly never thought about it. But I will say that I completely agree that it seems like they tried to. S- tried to end the movie several times and <laughs> it 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 did I don't know it felt like a little bit too much like they like they tried to squeeze in a bunch of uh and these kind of all these cliffhangers all 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 at the end right piled on top of each other and that was that was pretty weird yeah um and the whole yeah, I mean, I will say I was a bit frustrated with the using the pregnancy at the end as well. And yeah, I think that's... And on the one hand, I mean, sometimes, I, you know, 
it's, it's, it's like you're of two minds. A lot of times they use pregnancy and also abortion as kind of this this narrative device that really removes it from what's, what would otherwise have seemed much more realistic in a way. At the same time, I know that there's a lot of complaints that, for example, you know, abortion is not also not, um, excuse me, shown in, in a realistic manner even enough in, in TVs and, and movies. And it's, well, spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen it, and maybe that's you, but I thought about this a lot when watching Euphoria. So I don't think it matters if that's spoiled for you. It's still a series worth watching. But uh, anyways, before I get off course here, um, just a couple more, yeah, a couple more comments on disobedience. And one is I also found it funny that, that you thought that, or maybe, I don't know, not that you thought, I mean, you you noticed that they turned ST into such an unattractive character because I never, ever, ever thought that. <laughs> I mean, I thought, I thought Rachel McAdams looked, you know, as gorgeous as ever, actually. I mean, I know she was, um, you know, she's definitely not a glamorous character there and she's not intended to be and she's not, you know, the same, the same gal from Mean Girls and whatnot, but, uh, I don't know. I thought I thought she was perfectly attractive the whole time. So I don't know. It's it's funny. I have to <laughs> check this out again. But uh, yeah, and then just the uh, the sex scene. I mean, one thing I should say too is that in in evaluating this movie, I mean, I shouldn't pigeonhole things, of course. But you know, I've watched I've watched pretty much every sapphic movie. I, I could possibly ever watch in my life. Um, I'm, I know there are some that I've missed and I will catch up eventually. And thankfully, there's so much offered now on television that I can't keep up anymore, which that's wonderful, right? Uh, I remember when you used to be able to count these count these uh, relationships, the depictions of these relationships on one hand. Um, but, I mean, I thought the sex scene in this one was I mean, very tastefully done. And, uh, you know, a lot of times through the years I've, I've felt myself cringe or during these scenes or you kind of, you know, turn away or I don't know, it's, it's, it's extremely awkward. And I've always wondered if it's because they're poorly filmed and unrealistic or just some form of internalized homophobia on my part. Uh, I I think it's kind of a combination of all those things, but some of them I think are actually well done. I think this one is is quite well done. And, you know, th this scene gave us the gift of the spitting in the mouth, which has become kind of a, a running joke in uh, sapphic circles, and people are very divided over it, which I find extremely amusing. But, yeah, so... Yeah, well, and that's what I was saying is, yeah, so I evaluate this film really in a way, so the pigeonholing aspect is that, you know, I'm looking at it as a film about, that uh, kind of revolves around a relationship between two women and how that film fits within the history of movies that deal with this topic. And in that respect, I think it's really, really excellent as far as uh, dramas go. Um, so... Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad we could talk about that. If you want to talk about more lesbian dramas, I encourage you to watch Ammonite. 
which I've been, you know, eagerly awaiting for some time now and have been waiting, you know, for Kate Winslet to be involved in another sapphic relationship ever since Heavenly Creatures. And now I have it, so I'm very happy about that. <laughs> that's a film, too, that's gotten a lot of kind of negative... Or not, I shouldn't say too. Disobedience, I don't think, got much in the way of negative blowback. But uh, Ammonite has, for various reasons. Um, but I don't know. I, I liked, I've already watched it twice. So, um, anyways, <clears throat> maybe we can talk about it after after you've seen it as well. And yeah, I don't want to give any spoilers since I'm not sure if you have watched it. So I won't say any more about that. But yeah, tomorrow I'm hoping to go back to the island, which I haven't been to for a while now. And I would take a dip for you, but I don't know if, if, I guess probably we've never talked about the fact that I can't really swim and I hardly ever go in the water. But uh, Tila, I'm sure, will gladly take a swim for you. She loves the water, Um, whereas I still have a bit of a phobia for it of it sorry which also brings me to um you know it is almost year's end and so i've been thinking about that horrible awful tradition of new year's resolutions and uh, you know last year my new year's resolution was to make no resolutions and i think i did a pretty good job of that in 2020 just kind of measuring what trying to figure out what I really wanted to do and, you know, rather than, rather than constantly testing my willpower. So, yeah, I think that's, that's been a positive experiment and I might keep it up. I mean, the one thing for 2021 is I, I would like to learn how to swim. I can say that. Um, and, and that has been a goal in the past that I haven't followed through uh, on, but maybe that's because I was, again, you know, testing my willpower and I didn't really want to but uh yeah I I think I really want to in 2021 so we'll see what happens and then otherwise yeah I don't I don't I don't I think I I just want to see what yeah what it is I want to do and I I think one thing that's been quite enlightening about 2020 in that respect is that I found that when I just let myself try to do the things that I want to do, I actually end up doing a lot. It's it's more of a mental game in a way. So there are things that, you know, maybe I, I, I wanted to do, but I was forcing myself into a different mentality about it by p- setting up particular goals. Um, instead of that, I, I like the idea of kind of taking it on a day-to-day basis and... Yeah, I mean, I, I want to constantly be engaged in, you know, some form of exercise and some kind of physical exercise and some form of mental exercise. So right now, for example, I'm doing this course on this introduction to classical music on Coursera, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it because I've never really understood, well, I've never really listened to classical music. I wasn't raised on it by any means, and I never, you know, I mean, I played in band in middle school, and that was the extent of my musical quote-unquote career although I did well I did have an electrical guitar for a while and I I did want to be you know in a riot girl band but I'm I don't know I'm not very I don't I've always said that I'm not talented or I don't really have the feel for music um but I don't know maybe that was just an excuse but it's anyway in any case it 
it's I'm you know my third week now in this intro to classical music, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So you know, and I like you know I loved learning Hittite. I I I had to quit that course at, after a while because I was I had just had to focus so much on on a strange woman, and I just didn't have the mental power to take all of that in. But you know, I'd love to return to these ancient languages. I've even and now I've started dabbling in Swedish a little bit for reasons I will explain later. But um, yeah, I, I, that's kind of what I wanted. I just want to learn to swim and then do other things that I really want to do. Gosh, how does that sound? Does that sound lame? Maybe it sounds lame. I don't know. Anyways, there's that. And uh, yeah, in terms of reading things I've been reading recently... Um, I'm back to I'm rereading some Turkish classics again. So I'm reading Ul, a book by Ulz Atay right now, um, who um, is is a yeah kind of the premier modernist of Turkish literature, and hoping to do some interesting things with him in 2021. Um, but I won't get into that here. I can yeah maybe I'll I'll tell you more in, in my next letter. And I also read for the first time recently Thomas Bernhardt. And uh, I think I've already told you that, but I'm going to tell you again because I'm still completely infatuated. And I bought a couple more of his books just last week. And so, um, yeah, in 2021, I'm going to be reading more Thomas Bernhardt. I'm very happy and excited about that. And, yeah, there's there's uh, lots to, lots to, gosh, I don't know. There's so much to see and read, and it's all very exciting. I don't know. I was. I think I was down in the dumps for for a while, for a couple of weeks, and now I'm feeling quite I mean, euphoric's maybe too strong of a word, but uh, yeah, I'm in a good mood. So we'll we'll see what happens in the coming weeks, and hopefully, I will maintain <laughs> this good mood. And yeah, so let me know what else you've been watching and reading. I think, I think, yeah, I'd love to talk about Ammonite if you want to watch it. And um, yeah, I, you know, Euphoria, which takes a bit more time because it's a whole series. But those are kind of the two, the two, well, one's a movie, one's a series. But anyways, the two cinematic experiences, let's say, which have been on my mind. And... Yeah, you can't read the Turkish stuff I'm reading, so we can't talk about that right now. But uh, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll we'll find lots more to talk about on the literary front. And yeah, I think I'm gonna call it a night. Um, well, I'm actually not gonna call it a night. I'm gonna watch a movie with a friend from afar. It's the new 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 way to socialize, right? Um, we could do that too sometime, actually. Well, we can't really because of the time difference. But anyways, um, I mean, it wouldn't exactly be feasible, would it? Nah. Anyway, we'll, we'll think about it. I hope you get my card eventually. I really do. I was so happy and so proud to send you that card, send you and Vera that card. Um, gosh. Anyways. Okay. Well, Sylvia, I hope to hear from you soon. I hope you are enjoying the holidays and yeah let me know about your resolutions for 2021 as well and yeah I think that's it for now take care 
Love you. All the best to you and the family. And talk to you later. Ciao.